Ask not. I have a dream. Violence breeds violence. Repression breeds retaliation. And only a cleansing of our whole society can remove this sickness from our souls. Tear down this wall. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. You may even get tired of winning and you'll say, please, please, it's too much winning. We can't take it. Hello, boys and girls. On this episode, we are going to have the Stark of the Union, a nice review of President Trump's State of the Union address, as well as some thoughts on the year to come. When we, when it came to the State of the Union, I felt that, as a whole, it was much better than expected, which isn't saying much when it comes to Donald Trump, but he did have a exponentially higher vocabulary this time, and I did think he wasn't as divisive as normal. Um, it wasn't as doom and gloom as his inauguration speech, and he did put forward some decent policy that I think would be something that advantageous to approach from both sides, whether it's the Democrats or the Republicans. But Given who it is and his divisive nature in the past, there was a lot of definite partisan reaction on the, from the crowd. Some would go as far as to say treasonous. I, I'm not quite sure if he meant that as a joke in response to the Democratic uh, reactions in the crowd, but the use of the word treasonous for such things is really not presidential. Go figure. Uh, something by Donald Trump not being presidential. But that was a big blow up after the speech was that they didn't stand or clap for a lot of the issues and ideas and proposals put forward that really, if you look back in the past, they would have supported. So I, I do think it looked bad. It was bad form. But treasonous is way overblowing it. I do think that it was meant to be a joke. He's not very funny in most times. And he's very... President Trump can be off-putting, obviously. But when it comes to that, I think he, he dropped the ball by doing that. But it's not really a surprise. But back to the State of the Union. I did like what he uh, put forward for the DACA recipients. I know that's a big battle coming up when it comes to Democrats and Republicans, but it shouldn't be. It should be a pretty straightforward thing. I do think he's offering more than expected when it comes to the DACA recipients and a pathway to citizenship. The only main hang-up that I've heard is the wall and funding for the wall, but you knew that was coming. He did win the presidency. I feel like that's a concession that it just needs to be made to get this deal done. I think that he's offering more than a lot of Republicans would have liked to see him offer because he thinks that that can get the deal done. And in the long term, my prediction is that this year they do get a DACA deal done. I think it's going to include some funding for a wall, however that'll end up. Overall, though, I do think we're going to see a DACA bill go through. We're going to see a pathway to citizenship in some form or fashion. Um, I would propose that it's over a 10 years thing. I, I've mentioned that before, that um, they should prove they're an upstanding citizen and that they're going to be good American citizens. And then we go from there. But they, I don't think the they should be 
deported and start over thing is a real viable option either. I think the middle ground is what actually Trump kind of talks about there. He offered a lot more than I would have expected for a starting position for the Republican Party. I think it's doable. I think that the Democrats were foolish to try the short government shutdown. And I I think that we're going to see slowly but surely these things are going to start happening. The divisive nature of the Congress and the House of Representatives, it had overall the Senate is a joke. It's been a joke for years, but it's getting more, worse and worse. But I think that this is the year that it's going to start. Some of these issues are going to have to get taken care of. We've kicked the can down the road too far, and we're going to have to start doing things like the next thing that I'm going to talk about, which is some funding for infrastructure. Trump put a, a big proposal out there. I think it's going to actually happen this year as well. I think that they're going to give more concessions to the Democrats than was given in the speech. But overall, I think we're going to see something happen with the infrastructure. It's desperately needed. It's been needed for decades. And now it's to the point where we have to get something done. So overall, I would give the actual substance of the speech a B. I would say his delivery was probably a C, C minus. But with grading on the curve of we live in the land of Trump now and his previous speeches, I'd say that this was a B minus speech, a state of the union overall that if it had been shortened, it would have actually been better. It would just drawn on for so long that it did seem to go forever. I think it went over an hour and a half, which is insane, but a success overall. Next thing, the democratic response by Kennedy. I thought as a young politician, he did well in delivering a impassioned speech. His delivery was a lot better than Trump's, but the message was very divisive, very standoffish, and I feel like it was written and planned expecting Trump to be the same person that delivered the uh, inauguration speech. And they went with a speech that was an attack speech that did not reflect the actual State of the Union that happened. So it really seemed off-keel as a response. If it's supposed to be a response to what Trump said, it was not. Therefore, I think it, it definitely fell short on that front. The delivery was great. His actual, what he looked like during the speech was failing. He had spit in it on the corners of the mouth, which was driving me crazy. I know that seems like a small thing, but when it comes to a politician, especially one that comes from a lineage of John F. Kennedy, who made his big break on the presidential scene by making Richard Nixon look bad in the debates, mainly because of the visual aspect of it. He took that into account and looked good in front of the camera, looked like he had it together while Richard Nixon was sweating and foolish. I think they missed the ball there. I don't know why they wouldn't have made sure that he didn't have spit on it, the corner of his lips, but oh, that drove me crazy. Uh, but overall, I'd say his delivery was a B plus. His speech itself, the quantity of the speech, had it been an actual rebuttal to the inauguration speech, I would have probably given an A minus, you know, higher territory. But since it didn't really respond to what was in the State of the Union and it was supposed to be a response, 
I would say his fell short on the delivery to like a C minus. So overall, I would say he it was a B. It was a fairly solid uh, speech, but not as much as I would have hoped for. I don't think it's going to launch him into the national spot like like they had hoped. Maybe that's a good thing, though. We've had all these legacies and dynasties of these big-name rich families taking over politics. Hopefully, we get something infused in in the next couple of years that's not the same old names and the same old people that are giving us the same shit that we've had for decades and decades that has been a steadily rolling snowball down a cliff we need to really reform what we're doing here and i don't know that necessarily what i saw in that speech was what's going to get us there okay on to the next thing the memo gate i'm sure a lot of you have heard about the republican memo that was released that was the response to the fisa warrant for carter page in the Trump investigation, which some of Trump's supporters would like to say that all of the investigation stems back to this Steele dossier, which was a hit piece on Trump that had a mixed result of fake information and true information that was funded first by a Republican supporter in the primaries and then Fusion GPS, the people that are, were behind the Steele dossier, had support from the Hillary Clinton party. Overall, I've read the memo. Looks bad. But I do not think overall it was the only reason for the FISA warrant. I think to really understand the depth of it, we're going to have to see that FISA application itself. That's something that Trump could release. He hasn't yet. There was a footnote in the in the memo that shows that there were there was more information but this it, it doesn't look good i i do think that uh hillary clinton has ties to a lot of shady politics she she has before but does this erase the reason for the russian investigation i don't think so i believe that overall the investigation is warranted but i do think in on the other side, that we should be investigating these types of things. I think that it we need to drive this kind of stuff out of politics as much as we can. We need to know the truth about stuff. Is there stuff that shouldn't be made available to the public while it's happening? Yes, I 100% think so. I think there's stuff that we need to keep classified, at least at the time. But when it comes to things like this that we should know about or we could have a better understanding of the corruption that might be present in these kind of things i think those should be released if it's a matter of just making somebody not look bad by releasing it and it's not a situation of protecting our assets whether they be human assets or informational assets abroad i think that information should be released as a transition uh, just thinking on that subject I haven't really spoke on it much before, but I think this really ties to the same thing with the leaks by Snowden. I believe that, if anything, Snowden shouldn't have any charges against him. I know I've talked about that with friends before, but when it comes to releasing information to the American public that has a understandable interest to the American public to where they should know, I think that's a great thing. I think, if anything, Snowden would be an American hero. He let us know something important that 
we were being spied on by the NSA, that they keep track of our information, that they are have a, this huge database that may not be completely mined all the time, but they have it. And people should at least know about that situation. There's other uh, recording devices that are ways of keeping track of the American public that we don't understand or know about. But when stuff like that comes out, I don't think it's a bad thing for us to understand the complex nature of what is being recorded and what's being kept by the American government. Now, a few predictions of my own for the year to come. I spoke about it. Doc, I do think a deal is going to get done there. I think we're going to see a crazy mixed up election when it comes to the midterms in the Senate and House. I hope that a lot of the incumbents that have been there for a long time get the boot, whether they're Democrat or Republican. I don't really like a lot of the incumbents that are just the dogma politicians that just grind down the gears and mess everything up. That being said, I think the way the Democrats are setting up right now by going further left than they were before and getting far off on the issues is going to end up hurting them when it comes to this election. If it were, if they ran smart elections, this should be a huge landslide election. Trump has set himself up to be the bad guy. He has made a situation where the Republicans should be on the out. If the Democrats ran to the center and made a concerted effort to bring in those grassroots efforts, they would get a huge run on the election. That might happen anyways. I don't see it happen as much as they expect. I think they're still in the Hillary syndrome where they're taking it for granted that they're going to get these wins instead of actually putting in the effort and making it happen and putting forth real wholesome candidates. If anything, as I've said before, Trump didn't win the election as much as Hillary lost it. And she lost it because she was a bad candidate, especially when it came to those Rust Belt and Midwestern states that she just neglected. She, You can see the elite nature of a Hillary Rodden Clinton. That, the only reason I even bring that back up is to show that if you're going to keep on that way of thinking, you're going to mess yourself up and derail a chance to balance out what's going on right now in our government. Next thing is, I think we're go there's going to be a few science breakthroughs that are going to change the way we think about the entire world as we know it. I'm not sure exactly what they will be other than I just have a feeling that they're so they're on the edge of so much when it comes to scientific breakthroughs, I think during 2018, we're going to see something huge that completely makes us rethink how we look at our existence. I also predict that this year there will be a scandal where video and or audio editing software will be used to put words into somebody's mouth or fake a situation that will fool the general public whether that'll come out immediately or not is another story but current technology has it where you can edit a person's vocabulary after they speak it's to the point where it's almost seamless i think it'll be to the point where it can be used this year to cause a controversy that's not actually real whether it'll come out in in the same year i'm not sure but we'll we'll see where somebody will completely deny something that's caught on tape or video and then later it'll come out that 
indeed they were telling the truth and that that did not actually happen, that it was just used to fake the situation. Another prediction is that the stock market is going to continue its volatility all year long. We've seen crazy increases, decreases. The more Trump ties his name to it, I think the crazier it's going to get. Understandable that he's going to try to take credit for increases, but when he does tie himself to that market, it's going to keep on with the ups and downs and peaks and valleys. It's going to be a bumpy ride, but I think overall, those that invest long-term will still be okay when it comes to that. Another fun story I'd like to comment on from this past couple weeks was the uh, win in the Super Bowl by the Philadelphia Eagles. I didn't actually watch most of the Super Bowl this year. I haven't been as big into the NFL over the last probably decade or so. just kind of lost interest in it. I used to be a big football fan, but it hasn't been as exciting to me lately. But I did hear that it was an exciting game coming up into the fourth quarter, so we actually tuned into the end of the game and got to see a really exciting fourth quarter. I was happy to see the Eagles win and get their first Super Bowl win. They've been to the Super Bowl before, but I'm almost positive that they've never won it. Either way, it was a great story, a uh, strong finish in the fourth quarter. It it was a back-and-forth battle, and they won in the end. They stopped Tom Brady and the Patriots from winning the Super Bowl. And then all hell broke loose in the city of Philadelphia. They don't know how to win, apparently, there. So they thought the best thing to do would be to try to burn down the city and loot and cause trouble. There was also an incident where a man ate horseshit. I've been excited about different things in my life, but I've never been excited enough to eat horseshit in celebration of my team winning, including when I played football in high school. I don't know how you can love something that much, but yeah, that's gross. You need probably both mental help and some medication because I'm pretty sure eating horse manure is not good for you. But overall, I thought the end of the game was great. It was fun to see a what was considered a huge underdog team come and just destroy a perennial all-pro team, pretty much. The Patriots are a, a strong team by all accounts. I was glad to see them lose. They've had enough of winning. Let somebody else win. I know a lot of people just hate on the Patriots to hate them. I think overall Tom Brady is an awesome quarterback, probably the greatest of all time which pains me to say because I'm a huge Joe Montana fan, but I was excited to see the Philadelphia Eagles win and take it home, other than the celebration by these nutso Philly fans. But yeah, awesome, awesome. There were That way there's a positive note in the show, other than all the doom and gloom from before. As for me, I've got a couple cool things coming up in the near future. I'm taking a trip to Vegas in March. I am going to WrestleMania down in New Orleans in the beginning of April. And then I've got tickets to go watch Kevin Smith live in Grand Rapids in the middle of April. So that's going to be a fun couple months coming up. Remember, we got a feedback option. You can give me an email at thestartcontrast at AOL.com. I do appreciate any feedback when it comes to what you liked on the show. Next episode, I'm going to do some more with conspiracy theories. I've been thinking about how I want to do this, approach the topic. And I think next episode, I'm going to talk about some conspiracy theories that I enjoy. um, The ones that I think might have some ground to them. And just some fun stuff to talk about. Feel free to give a review on iTunes. It helps with our visibility. So that way people know about the show. It actually pops up in more feeds. And subscribe if you could 
let people know I'm going to keep doing this. I know it's crazy. Eventually, it'll get more of a format to it. But I do appreciate you listening. Thank you so much, and have a great one.